Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Well, it happened. James Harden is now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers of Anaheim. I'm going to, sorry, Clippers, that's, that's not nice. And, I mean, we all kind of knew this was coming. It was the place where uh, he wanted to be. It was basically the only team engaged with the Sixers in trade talks because basically everybody else in the NBA was like, why the hell do we want an aging, troublemaking James Harden? But for some reason, the Clippers decided that was the thing that they want. Bunch of California kids together. Russ from L.A., Harden's from L.A. Paul George is from the uh, Antelope Valley, which is a little bit north of Los Angeles. Kauai. Where's he at? Moreno Valley, I think. Somewhere, uh, what's that, like southeast-ish? I think that's out by uh, Riverside County. So they're all together. They got their, their SoCal connection back, and it's a super weird one. But our job here is to break down the fantasy ramifications, so that's what we're going to do. First of all, I want to apologize in advance because um, my voice is an absolute disaster right now. Um, I we, we somehow managed to um, hold off on getting all of the kids' illnesses here for a while, uh, but then they all... Then it all came together in this one mega one, and uh, we're just doing our best to kind of keep it from from knocking us out, but my voice is pretty weak, so bear with me a little bit. That said, I am Dan Bespris, at Dan Bespris over on social media. I hope you guys will find me over there, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Uh, you know, things like this, where I could get thoughts out late last night before I went to bed via social media that I simply can't do on a podcast late at night because my kids are asleep Freaking 20 feet that direction. So definitely come hang out with me over there. Uh, like, rate, subscribe. You guys know the ordeal there. Chat room is open for those watching live. I don't know that we're going to get to a ton of questions on this one, but if you guys want to talk to one another about basketball, fantasy basketball, whatever, you can certainly do that over in the chat room. So let's just get this thing going. So here's the thing. Well, first things first, let's do the trade. Um, the final numbers on this, if you want to call it that, because Oklahoma City got involved after the fact for a pick swap. But you guys don't really care about that. The main thing here is that James Harden and P.J. Tucker are headed to the Los Angeles Clippers in exchange for Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, Rob Covington, and K.J. Martin. And then draft picks. There's draft picks moving around, but that's... Not really important for uh, our immediate fantasy ramifications. I thought what we could do to kind of keep this thing organized is to break it down first by the players that are actually moving in the deal. So Harden and P.J. Tucker going one way and then a whole crap ton of power forwards going the other way. And then we'll talk a little bit about what players might be impacted that were not directly involved in the trade, uh, but instead by, you know, their minutes being moved, uh, et cetera, uh, because of the players moving around them. 
Now, I also wanted to get this out very quickly, so uh, in all likelihood, you guys are just going to see my Microsoft Word open right now. Um, you know, I could put it into read mode, but I actually want to type on it while we're going. So just sort of bear with me on that front. Yeah, you get to see the top of it. You can see that it's just an untitled document. And I didn't know if we should go with, uh, you know, print layout or web layout. Frankly, it doesn't really matter. But you guys are going to see my cursor, and I'm going to be adding to this as we go. So this will be a nice way to kind of see it in real time. Folks on YouTube get the uh, added bonus of kind of seeing it as I plop it on the screen. And, and obviously those that are listening, uh, you guys will get to hear me talk about it. So first things first, James Harden. He's a member of the Los Angeles Clippers now. And his role there will be smaller than it would have been had he somehow managed to mend things with the 76ers or if he ended up in a place like Chicago and one of their stars went back to Philadelphia. But that, that type of stuff was just not going to happen once he made a scene and once we found out that basically every other team didn't want much to do with him. So from that standpoint, James Harden's value takes a small dip. But from another standpoint, this is a colossal win for Harden. And that's how I'm actually going to file this in. This is a colossal win for James Harden because he wasn't playing in Philadelphia. So, you know, say whatever you want about his value going up, his value going down with respect to what it would have been with the 76ers. He wasn't playing. His value was a fat zero. And when I say fat, I was a little worried that we were going to get James Harden fat mode. Uh, his value was a big fat zero in Philadelphia. He wasn't going to play. They were saying all the right things about him, you know, staying back to get training and blah, blah, blah. But they, they weren't going to let him into the mix. He was uh, sort of a cancerous presence at the end. And I'm sure the players were all sort of friendly with him. But I'm also certain I don't need to talk to somebody in the locker room to know that they were annoyed by it. Because... He wasn't traded yet, so they didn't have whatever pieces were coming back. They didn't have whatever picks were coming back. And they also didn't have the services of the guy that was supposed to be their second-best player. So, yes, this was a big, fat locker room distraction. So he's gone now. Is he going to be, you know, last year, Harden was, what, he was like number 17-ish in uh, nine cat and... 3.4 turnovers per game. I think in 8-cat, he was one or two slots higher. Not a big jump there, but uh, he got like to around the turn in 8-cat. Is he going to be, you know, number 11 if you're punting turnovers with the Clippers? No. Is he going to be number 15, 16 in 9-cat with the Clippers? No, probably not. But even a, even a large step back for Harden still probably keeps him inside the top 30 more than likely, he has enough fantasy game left to be a top 25 guy, 9-cat, and better than that, an 8-cat. And the beauty part is, if you drafted in the final week, week and a half before the season, when all of the James Harden crap was exploding, you were getting him in the mid to late 40s to sometimes even the 50s. The very last draft I did, I got James Harden at pick 57. Almost the very end of the fifth round. Knowing that at that point, the downside just wasn't there. He could have sat out almost half the season and he still would have been a value. And now we're going to get him back playing 
probably within the next week, I would think, maybe even sooner. We'll see how the Clippers feel about his conditioning and his knowledge of their playbook and stuff like that because they have pretty good chemistry going right now. But he's going to play, and he's going to play big minutes because they just you know, mortgaged their last few first-round picks for him. Clippers did manage to keep Terrence Mann, so that was something. Um, and so for Harden, this is a massive win because he's going to play now. Next player in the deal is P.J. Tucker. I think that his value stays the same. And we'll fill that in on our board here. Uh, he'll likely play a fair amount with the Clippers because, as you see going back the other direction, the Clippers sent four power forwards back to the 76ers, so now they pretty much have none. I don't think that they want uh, Kawhi and PG playing a ton of minutes at power forward. I don't think they want those guys taking that kind of beating against players that are as big or bigger than them. And so PJ is going to play, but also at the same time, that doesn't matter. So in fact, we're going to add that as well. It stays the same, but doesn't matter because PJ Tucker doesn't do anything when he's on a basketball court. The days of him being even remotely involved on offense are gone. He's an outside the top 200 guy. So it's just not something you need to worry about. That's a pretty straightforward one. Now let's get to the rear, the weird side, which is all the guys going from the Clippers to the 76ers. Nick Batum, Rob Covington, Marcus Morris, KJ Martin. I'd love to tell you guys that I know exactly how the power forward minutes are about to shake out in Philadelphia, but I don't think that anybody really does until we see them play all together in their first game. So with that caveat, let's make a few educated guesses. Educated guess number one, and we're going to move into the players that aren't involved, is that Tobias Harris is going to keep his big minutes. Okay? Will that be power forward or small forward? We haven't decided that yet. But that's locked in. Educated guess number two. Tyrese Maxey. Keep his big minutes. So that's good for Tyrese Maxey because no one's coming in to take his job running a bunch of the offense out of the guard spot. He and Joel Embiid are going to be the two guys that run things. If we assume, for argument's sake, that Joel Embiid is going to have big starters minutes, Tobias Harris is going to have big starters minutes, Tyrese Maxey is going to have big starters minutes, DeAnthony Melton is going to start, but will his minutes fluctuate the way they kind of have been? We kind of, I think, have to assume, oh, and I forgot to put one name on this board, so let's make sure we add Kelly Oubre to the mix. So far this season, Melton has seen his minutes bounce around a little bit based on how good Kelly Oubre has looked, and that probably continues. And for Kelly Oubre, will continue to be a gunner off the bench. So that type of stuff, I think we can assume will stay relatively constant relatively being the operative word because you've got all these guys that just came in meaning it's not good for the guys on the Sixers whose minutes were not completely locked in stone so I think for DeAnthony Melton you know best case scenario this is same and I'll change actually because I wanted you guys to kind of see what I was thinking here let's say best case stays the same. And for Kelly Oubre, also best case stays the same. Because there's just no way that this is a good thing for those dudes. More players coming in. It's quite conceivable 
that Melton keeps the same job he had, and it's also conceivable that Kelly Oubre keeps the same job he had, but it's not locked in stone because now we pivot back around to the players that just arrived in Philadelphia, Nick Batum, Rob Covington, Marcus Morris, K.J. Martin. At least two of those four guys are going to do something. My best guess is that the two guys that are going to be doing something for the Sixers are K.J. Martin and Rob Covington. Marcus Morris hasn't seemed healthy in a while. He was more or less out of the Clippers rotation. But Toom also can't stay healthy, but he's, you know, he's been a nice glue guy for them the last couple of years. Maybe they keep those roles generally in Philadelphia. But I'm going to say, wouldn't worry about it for Marcus Morris and for Nick Batum. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Let's just say uh, watch game one and see if he plays, basically. I think what we're looking at here now, and I don't think Kelly Oubre ends up in the starting lineup, I think what we're looking at is that either Rob Covington or K.J. Martin takes P.J. Tucker's spot in the starting lineup. I personally don't know which one it's going to be. We can make guesses, but all they that's all they are, is relatively educated guesses. So Covington could start... Probably plays a little. We'll fill that in. And for K.J. Martin, other starter option. Maybe at the three. So that's where I sit on those guys. But we really can't know for certain until we see what Nick Nurse is going to do. The reason that we should pay attention to it, though, is historically, Nick Nurse plays his guys a lot of minutes. So if he decides that K.J. Martin is his guy, then you probably want to make it a speculative ad there. But again, I don't think we need to do it right now. And I would also say that this then bounces back onto Paul Reed, who I think we can assume, assume he's still the backup center. I don't see how Paul Reed now suddenly gets a ton of power forward minutes. Maybe he gets a couple but let's remember that Tobias Harris still plays some backup power forward for this team. So, like, they have now, they went from basically two power forwards, Tobias Harris as the backup four, and P.J. Tucker, to five. 
There's just no way that life got easier for Paul Reed in this mix. I wish it did. And maybe they're more willing to try it now with Tucker gone and all of these other options that they haven't really figured out how they fit in town. But it's logjam city, man. The guy they cut was Danny Green. They didn't get rid of a power forward. They got rid of a shooting guard small forward in Danny Green. So they added four power forwards. Well, three net because they sent one out. And they sent out a shooting guard that wasn't playing in James Harden. And they sent out a small forward that wasn't, well, was playing a little bit in Danny Green. So the power forward spot just got insanely log jammed in Philadelphia, which is why I don't think you need to make any pickups on that side right now. But keep an eye on it because if any of these four guys that I'll highlight on the screen, the four guys that went the other way, ah, Microsoft Word throwing bubbles in front of my face, Batum, Covington, Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, if any one of those guys starts and you're just like, oh my God, this guy just got P.J. Tucker minutes right out of the shoot. He played 29 minutes in the very first game. Then you pick that guy up. Or hell, if you have dead weight on your roster, when you find out who's starting for the 76ers, maybe you consider making a pickup and then drop him at halftime if that guy gets 12 minutes instead of 16. So I have a few options on how you want to play that side of things. I just don't think that we need to do anything there right now. As far as the Clippers go, uh, with James Harden coming in, and four guys going out that combined really weren't doing all that much, and P.J. Tucker coming in, uh, there are, in my eyes, basically only losers. This is one of those god-awful fantasy trades where one guy is the massive winner. That guy is the dude who went from not playing to playing, and then basically everybody else is either staying the same or taking a hit. Russell Westbrook was the point guard for this team. He takes a hit. Because James Harden is going to be the guy running the offense a lot of the time, and they'll have Russ, I would guess, coming in with a second unit. Kawhi Leonard loses a little usage. Paul George loses some usage. There's almost no way around it. Terrence Mann. Is he actually hurt? Question mark. If so, okay. Once he plays... Not much left. And he beats the Zubats. Maybe a tiny win. So perhaps I was not completely accurate in saying that everybody loses out because Zubats, who had a, a connection starting to develop with Russell Westbrook, gets another guy out there that uh, can run a pick and roll better than Kawhi and better than Paul George. And so perhaps that ends up as a small win for Zubats or maybe it kind of stays the same because he was getting a little bit more, a little bit better looks with Russ as the point guard there anyway. So it probably stays the same, but at least we think we can probably argue that it doesn't hurt Zoo because they had in the past played Batum as a small ball five. They've played Marcus Morris as a small ball five, and that just takes that off the table. But they still have Mason Plumley, so it's not like, you know, Zoo Butts is about to fall into a bunch of extra minutes. It's just that now... When he's on the court, he's probably going to have at least one point guard with him. So probably a very, very small win for Zubats. Again, maybe it doesn't change. Maybe it's so small that it doesn't matter. But uh, at least he's someone besides James Harden where you're like, well, I don't think it's going to get worse. So now we can actually throw Microsoft Word into read mode. You guys can get a better look at it on your YouTube screen. Let's go back through these names very quickly here as we kind of wrap up the discussion. Then I'll look over at the chat room to see if anybody's got... 
a couple uh, a piece of input or two that we can throw up on the screen. Your winner in this trade is James Harden. He is the only one that's a guaranteed win because he went from not playing to playing. And if you drafted him in the 40s and 50s, you got yourself a big fat winner. I know I use that expression a lot. I got it on the brain. The other guys involved in the trade, P.J. Tucker, not notable. Nick Batum, doubtful that he ends up with any meaningful role on Philly, but could play some kind of small thing off the bench. Marcus Morris, same general idea. Rob Covington, remember this is kind of where he got started. He had his breakout in Philly oh so long ago, six, seven years, whatever it was now. K.J. Martin, he's the young guy. One would hope that he's the dude that emerges from this pack, but again, we don't really know for sure. Among those four guys, let's keep a watch on Philadelphia to see if any of them move sort of above the fray. Paul Reed, I think we can just leave it where it was. Tobias Harris, this is generally good news for him, although uh, perhaps if he's having a terrible game, maybe they do give Covington or Batum an extra minute or something like that, but I wouldn't be too worried about Harris. Melton probably doesn't help him to have all these new guys in town, but again, they're all playing a much larger spot on the floor, and the only way it hurts Melton or Oubre is if the Sixers decide to go kind of big, Tyrese Maxey is not impacted by this at all. He's been amazing so far this year, and he will continue to be. So I guess you can call him a winner because no guards came back in this trade. Uh, Russell Westbrook taking a hit because James Harden is going to run some more offense for the Clippers. Kawhi, Paul George, they're just going to have to do a little bit less. Terrence Mann probably doesn't really matter all that much because there's just not much left, as the expression goes, meat on that bone anyway. I mean, even before this trade, I don't think there was much meat on the bone, but now there's really nothing. And then Ivica Zubats may be a tiny win. I'm going to leave this up on the board. Um, I realize it took Zubats off the screen when I threw it into read mode. So maybe I can just shrink everything by a tiny bit. Put it back into read mode. There you go. Now we can see the whole thing. Um, I wish it would stop highlighting stuff. There we go. Um, so let's go to the chat room now. Let's see if anybody had something that we want to add to the mix. Dave Slick says, how long before Harden wants out of Los Angeles? I would ask you how long before Paul George and Kawhi Leonard want out of Los Angeles. Guess what? All three of them are free agents at the end of this year. None of them have signed an extension yet. Dem Bird says, I feel like Kelly Oubre is the only winner from this trade from a waiver pickups point of view. Yeah, I mean, he probably keeps his job, perhaps. So about the same. Maybe K.J. Martin a sleeper? Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like, if we find out he's starting, I think you probably pick him up because hustle plays, easy looks from Embiid. I'd be cool with that. Delante, who I'm guessing is a Sixers fan, says good riddance. Uh, if you guys are asking me questions that are not about this James Harden trade, I am likely not going to be answering them right now. Delonte is not happy about it. Harden is the poster child for NBA needs to tamper down player empowerment. He may be the athlete I hate most across all sports. <coughs> wow, man. Don't like him much, do you? ESPN posted a video 50 minutes ago titled, James Harden could be detrimental to Westbrook and the Clippers. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, that's for darn sure. Freaky says, what was Kelly Oubre's highest fantasy ranking for a whole year? I believe it was that season in Phoenix where they didn't have much going on around him and he was like a top 55, top 60 kind of dude. Uh, he ain't getting back to that anytime soon. 
Hab says, you know what's crazy? I don't think this is a win-win. Is it me or is this kind of a loss for both teams? I actually think this is a win for the Sixers because they get off the headache. He was more trouble than he was worth lately. This is going to take a weight off of that team. It's done now. I think perhaps they wanted to get more useful players back in a deal, so there's perhaps a little bit of a letdown to that respect. But, like, the circus is gone. Embiid and Tyrese Maxey are going to just go at this point, and uh, hopefully some other guys can kind of grow around them. Joseph C. says, Rocco, and then with a rocket ship question mark, uh... I wouldn't bank on it, but if he gets the starting job, I would pick him up just to see how that game goes. Uh, and that's really how I feel about almost any of those four guys. Well, maybe not Marcus Morris, and maybe not Batum. I don't think they can stay healthy enough to be on the floor long, the whole time. Uh, but like if K.J. Martin or Rob Covington gets the starting job in Philly, I would pick him up before that game even starts. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? Do, 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 do. Uh, Hab says, I love Rocco, but let's be real. He's not a great one-to-one -one defender anymore. Yeah, he's lost a lot of his speed. Um, but, you know, maybe Philly wants sort of like the big power forward. If he's playing power forward and not small forward, I, I think he could handle it. But uh, we'll see. Uh, Michael Gibbs says, Tobias, good net result. No, not worry about the Clips coming in, taking up his minutes. Not really. No, I'm not too worried about that. Brandon says, should we panic about Kawhi? No, you're never panicking about Kawhi Leonard. He's a he's a top 10 fantasy play. I don't think it even really matters who's next to him. He's just, he's good at everything. And if this means that assists come down a tiny bit, I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, I mean, it's not good for Kawhi, but it's not going to hurt him all that much. Uh, let's see here. Looking for, this one says, Hotline Bling says, Cali boys are about to go crazy. I don't know if that's going to be good or bad, but yeah, things are about to get crazy. Uh, do, 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 do. James, oh, James Harden passing to Kawhi and PG. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Russ has actually done an okay job with that particular job as much as I think, you know, Russ's game is, is a little bit of a mess right now. Um, I don't think that the, like where these guys get the ball is going to be all that difference. Uh, the, the What Harden can do that Russ can't do is space the floor. Russ can't shoot. So that will open things up a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to change. Like, I don't think Kawhi and Paul George are about to get much more efficient in a way that they weren't before, basically. Uh, let's see here. Is Paul Reed a hold after the trade? I mean, you could see if there's this wild, magical world where he gets a start. I don't think he's going to play any more now than he did before. Um, but you can wait one game. There's a lot of question marks with this trade. So um, what else we got in this thing? Tarun says, I traded Garland for Harden before the season. I'm actually okay with that now. And today I traded Maxi for Jimmy Butler before the Harden news broke. I'm good with both of those. You look, There's a sad face here on this post. But I think you just turned Garland, who was like a 40-range guy last year in 9-cat, into someone who's probably going to be a 25-range guy. And you turned Tyrese Maxey, who he's not going to be a first-rounder all season long. Let's let's be real with ourselves. You turned probably like a top 25-30 guy into a top 12. These are good trades. Absolutely good trades. Uh, will Kelly Oubre be impacted by all the new bodies? I don't think it helps him to have them all around, but I do think that... Um, I, I do think that 
like there's a chance that he takes a hit here and there and uh so probably not great but also like I wrote above I think probably stays the same Jake says you should put Joel Embiid on this list I could but I don't think his job changes at all Shining Knight asks, do you think these folks will get traded away for a secondary star? That's actually a really good question. The Sixers will probably try to move some pieces around, and if they do, we'll reassess at that point. Will Clippers end up with a leaner rotation? Um, a little bit, maybe. I, you know, I, I don't think that that's going to elevate anybody above the cut line that wasn't before, though. Would Harden return early to mid-third round value? I think potentially earlier than that, actually. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on here? Lots of good questions. Lakers fans are crying right now. I don't think that that's true, actually. I think the Lakers fans see a um, possible implosion on the way in Clippertown. This, like, they could, what if, I mean, if it works, it works, but where has the Harden thing worked since Houston? He's just been a mess everywhere he's gone. Puts up decent numbers fantasy-wise, but somehow rubs everybody the wrong way every single time. I don't know why this one would be different. Maybe it will be, but someone's going to, this is a, you got to prove it to me. Is Bones a good stream for the back-to-back? -back? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but, like, thing is, they didn't trade away their guards. They traded away their power forwards. If anything, we can figure out if there's a Clipper front court guy that might get to do some stuff. But honestly, there's just two, like, between Russ, Kawhi, PG, and Zubots, there isn't a whole lot left. JP says Rocco was a small forward when he played for the Sixers before. Yeah, he was about 40 pounds leaner and about seven years younger then. He ain't a small forward anymore. Norman Powell and Bones Outlook. Uh, they're still kind of stuck behind guys, and it's probably not good for Norm because they added a guard. They got rid of power forwards. I can trade Garland for Harden. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'd rather have Harden. Paul Reed, we've talked about him a little bit. I think he stays the same. I don't think this helps him in any way. Um, JP says Clips are winning a championship with that lineup. Uh, I don't know. Bulk of the power forward minutes in Clippertown will go to question mark. Um, probably PJ Tucker, honestly, or maybe Kawhi. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's put a pin in that. I think we covered pretty much every angle we possibly could. Um, thanks for watching, everybody. Please like, rate, and subscribe on your way out. Uh, I will take this off the board so you guys can see my Twitter handle again. It's at Dan Bespris. We're going to start another show in probably about 15, 20 minutes. I just got to rest my voice for a moment. That will be a big Monday recap show and Tuesday look ahead. So, uh, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about Harden right at the beginning, but just kind of a cursory mention, throwing people back to this show. Uh, but that one's going to really focus on what happened yesterday and what's happening tonight. We'll start to look at uh, the schedules for the Clippers and the Sixers a little bit as well. So, again, see you guys over on social at Dan Bespris. Like, rate, subscribe. Shout out to manscaped.com. You can get yourself anything over there for 20% off with free shipping with promo code ethos20. Ethos20, ethos20 for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. Appreciate you guys with all the good questions. We'll talk to you guys in about 15 minutes on the next live stream. I know, keep it busy, especially for a guy with laryngitis. What kind of idiot am I? 
happy idiot.